Saturday is Saturday, May 1st. The auto industry is doubling down on its commitment to and investment in electric vehicles, speeding up the timeline for when all electric will dominate car sales and eventually the roads. Just since the start of this year, America's largest automaker, General Motors, promised to stop selling gas-powered cars and trucks by the year 2035. Volvo, Honda, and others have made similar pledges. So is the future really electric? What's driving these new multi-billion dollar commitments? And ultimately, what does it all mean for you? We're talking about that and more with futurist and trendcaster Sean Dubravac. He's a New York Times bestselling author who advises companies about technological change. He's president of Avrio Institute. And for more than a decade, he was the chief economist for the Consumer Technology Association. So here's our conversation about the future of cars on America's roads. Welcome, welcome to the Newsworthy Special Edition Saturday, when we sit down with a different expert or celebrity every Saturday to talk about something in the news. Don't forget to tune in every Monday through Friday for our regular episodes when we provide all the day's news in just 10 minutes. It's fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. It's time for today's Special Edition Saturday. You ready? Let's do this. Hi, Sean. Thanks for coming on the Newsworthy. It is wonderful to be here. So what is going on right now that we're seeing this big push and commitment from major automakers toward electric vehicles? Well, there's a couple of forces. Obviously, the election of President Biden here in the U.S. is uh, is pushing us in that direction. President Biden signed an executive order calling for the entire federal fleet of nearly 650,000 vehicles to be converted to electric power. So that's a, a clear motivation Uh, As part of the infrastructure bill, he's touting some electric vehicle infrastructure investments. So there is a broad push at the federal level to move us in that direction. Obviously, you have some restrictions in California that are pushing us in that direction. And then I think there's also just a, a consumer appetite for electric vehicles. It's something that continues to grow. Last year, the auto industry was severely impacted by the pandemic. We saw auto sales down about 15% overall, but you saw electric vehicles continuing to grow. So it's gaining share and there's consumer interest is, is continuing to grow. One study has warned that traditional automakers may be betting too much too soon on electric vehicles, even despite what, what you just mentioned. And that ultimately, this is a big gamble for their success and their survival even. Do you personally think it's a smart investment right now? I think it's a a smart investment. And in many ways, I think it's a necessary investment. This isn't just a U.S. phenomenon. This is a global phenomenon. We see it happening in Europe. We see it happening in China. And this is the, the move that the market is moving towards. I also think that consumers are showing increased interest. So that is a, a key aspect of this. Consider 2020, in, in the midst of the pandemic, we saw gas prices drop significantly. Historically, that would have been a time when people started to buy very large vehicles that, uh, that you know, when gas prices are low, they tend to buy the very large SUVs and trucks, and they don't tend to think so much about gas prices. And yet in that environment, we still saw consumers buying electric vehicles. That to me tells me that we are clearly showing an increased interest in in the vehicles. Again, still a very small market, but we're moving in that direction. 
And to your point that it's still a small market, fewer than 1% of cars on American roads are currently electric, and cars tend to last a decade or two. So what will that transition to electric vehicles really look like? What's the timeline, and when will we really see electric vehicles to kind of take over on the roads? It will be much longer for them to fully take over. Where you'll see it first is in the sales And so as we get out to say, you know, 20, 30, 10 years from now, hybrids, plug-in hybrids, battery EVs will probably account for 50, 60% of all new vehicle sales and probably a quarter of light-duty vehicles, passenger cars and, and SUVs on the road. Also, as you already noted, we have commitments from GM and others that they're essentially going to phase out their non-EV models and there will be fully electric vehicle companies by 2035, 2040. So that will go a long way to push us in that direction as well. The market it will move slowly in these early years, year on and year out before accelerating very quickly as we start to get into those outer years, 2030, 2035 and 2040. Still ahead, will charging stations eventually replace gas stations? What should you keep in mind before buying your next new car? And what could be the impact on the price of electricity? My conversation with Sean Dubervac continues in just a moment. But first, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is presented by America's leading beverage companies who are working together to reduce plastic waste in our environment. Not all plastic is the same. America's beverage companies are carefully designing 100% recyclable plastic bottles, including the caps. Their bottles are made to be remade, and they're investing in community recycling programs to help get more bottles back so they can be turned into material used to make new bottles. That completes the circle and reduces plastic waste. Please help get every bottle back. Learn more at everybottleback.org. Again, that's everybottleback.org. This episode is also brought to you by Stamps.com. Are you still going to the post office, still paying full price for postage? Well, you don't have to, thanks to Stamps.com. And just think about what you can do with the extra time and money. I know when I don't need to run that extra errand, it frees me up to just relax a little more in my day. It also means I get to cross another thing off my to-do list faster. Stamps.com allows me to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from my computer. And especially for any other businesses that mail out a lot, this can be a game changer. Whether you're a small Etsy shop or in a bigger office or navigating a new remote work life, Stamps.com can help you handle your mailing and shipping needs with ease. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code NEWSWORTHY, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and then type in Newsworthy. That's Stamps.com with the promo code Newsworthy. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Okay, now back to my conversation with Sean Duperback. Will we eventually have as many charging stations for electric vehicles as we currently have gas stations? Well, what's interesting about charging stations is you can put them in different places. You can put them in parking lots. You can put them in, you know, homes and offices, obviously. And so I think the environment will be slightly different than the way we think about gas stations today. Given that model, we'll probably have a lot more charging stations in a lot more places than we have gas stations today. And you see GM also announcing that they were going to partner with EVgo to triple the scale of the nation's public fast charging network. So they're going to be looking to add more chargers as part of the Biden plan. They want to add 
EV charging stations, and that's part of uh, you know this broad trillion-dollar infrastructure plan that's been proposed. So we'll see billions of dollars going into building out the EV infrastructure, presuming that those those plans are passed. Yeah, I mean, whether that passes or not, it, it sounds like it's going to take all hands on deck because this is not going to be easy or cheap to put all of that infrastructure in. Are we talking that the auto industry, taxpayer dollars, all of it is going to have to be committed? I think so. I think if you really want to accelerate it, so like in, in that infrastructure plan, the White House is calling for 500,000 new EV charging stations that will quickly grow the EV station. That's about five times the size of the, the network today. Also, though, you can see businesses starting to play a role so they could start to add EV charging stations in their parking lots and their parking garages. So you can be able to build out the infrastructure that way as well. What do you have to say to someone right now who's thinking about getting a new car or a new used car? Uh, Should they be looking at electric already? I think they can start to look at electric. I think it should definitely be in the suite of vehicles that they're looking at. Now, depending upon the type of vehicle they want, they may not have as much choice when it comes to electric vehicles. It may not have the, the feature sets that they're looking for. And again, as the auto manufacturers roll out more electric vehicle models and options, that choice set will grow. But I think Americans should definitely be looking at electric vehicles. Again, remember that these are long-lived assets. That vehicle will be on the road for 15-plus years and uh, will likely have a a strong resale potential. So I think there's a, a lot of reasons to look at electric vehicles today. What does this overall shift to electric vehicles potentially mean for people who can't really afford the newer, pricier electric cars. Well, I think what will happen is we will see electric vehicles, as the auto manufacturers roll them out to more models, we'll see more choice there and we'll see prices available across the full spectrum of of new and used vehicles. Right now, you see the auto manufacturers really focused on their their high-end vehicles, making those electric, but that will Uh, spread to more models and and more choices for consumers. What about the impact to the environment? There's there's different arguments about how green electric vehicles really are. What can you tell us about that? I definitely will see, you know, other dynamics play out as we make this transition. We're going to see an impact on things like the power grid. We're going to have to produce more electricity as as a result of this. We'll probably see prices rise for electricity as the demand increases and, and utility companies need to build out some of their infrastructure as well to provide that power. So there are, as an economist would say, externalities to this transition that we need to be aware of. What would your final takeaway for our audience be? It's clear that uh, we're still in the very early years of this transformation, but it's a transformation that's picking up uh, speed, if you will, to to use an auto pun. And uh, it's something that we'll be watching over the next 40, 50 years as this transition really comes to fruition. All right. Thanks to our guests today. And thank you for tuning in. Be sure to join us again for our regular episodes during the week. We provide all the day's news in about 10 minutes every Monday through Friday. So we'll be back on Monday with your next news roundup. Until then, have a great weekend.